I'm seated here with the, the master of the guitar, the non-parel, Andrei Segovia, who has transformed the guitar that was, before his time, an instrument that was not taken too seriously, beautiful though it was, for folk musicians, flamenco players, blues players in America, jazz men. And Segovia made it a serious classical instrument. Often in our, in our days of talking, we see in the old days, the great artists were alive. Paganini was there, and de Pachmann, and the great musicians. Our time is less. It's not true. We have Segovia. So, Master, I'm delighted to be here as your guest this afternoon. You have mentioned the, the Bachman. Do you? Yeah. Did you know him? Did I know him? He, <laughs> he was very funny. Do you know that he was more uh, uh, popular for what he did when he was playing in concert than by his playing itself? <laughs> For instance, once there was a lady in the first row in the hall where he was playing, finding herself very quietly like this, you know, in two movements. And the backman uh, lifted and then went to the lady telling her, Madame, you are finding yourself in two tempi, and I am playing in three tempi. <laughs> that is absolutely impossible. Stop. <laughs> he would. Uh, by the way, did you did you ever? He I lived, knew him. You knew him. I knew him in the house of a man who um, had him in his house, in his family, um, and uh, it was a kind of fraternal manager because everything that he was making the money that he was making because it came to the house and he the owner of the house gave him all the well-being you mm -hmm. know necessary and i knew him in rome in rome yeah. so he was the great eccentric wasn't he he would he he would talk to the audience wouldn't he oh, yeah. he would ball them out talk to them. and he punish time to time his left hand because she didn't play well. <laughs> to him. He hit his left hand. Yes. <laughs> You're wrong. Maestro, Andre Segovia, we just heard at the beginning of this program a piece of Fernando Sor. And he was one of the very few men who composed for the guitar yes. before your time. Uh, contemporary with him was another very good composer, but not so, not so rich in personality like him. It was Giuliani, an Italian. But there is a very nice anecdote. There was in Cadiz, in Spain, a kind of magnificent didactic of the guitar who has published a method, not very much methodic, but which contain very useful exercises. He went to Paris to know um, Sor. And when they were together, Aguado, who was the name of the didactic, said to him, I realize that I never can compose like you. Mm. 
mm. and sold reciprocated by saying I realize realize now that I never will play as, as well as you. Yeah, that's, but I'm thinking Andre Segovia, Sor Giuliani Torrega. Very few. There were very few classical compositions for the guitar. For your the best uh, that, in my knowledge, was for the well-being of the guitar was Fernando Sor, because he was in, in London, long time. He composed a concerto for guitar and orchestra. He played it, and then in Paris. And one of the greatest critics, crit you know, in Paris, used to tell, Fetish, Fetish is the name, uh, used to tell him, to tell about him, that he was the Beethoven of the guitar. Beethoven. And I think that is a little yeah. exaggerated, but yeah. uh, notwithstanding. That moment, of course, as you were talking about the century, about an artist being called Beethoven on guitar, the telephone rang to remind us we live in the 20th century. Well, uh, I say that uh, the, uh, a great critic from France, the name of whom was Fetis, well known in all the world of music, said about Shore that he was the Beethoven of the guitar. And I think it is, it is a little exaggerated concerning the quality of his music, who is very noble, but never with the genius of Beethoven. But nonetheless, I was thinking about you. Here you are, a small boy near Cordoba. Uh, was it near Cordoba? No. It's near Granada. Near Granada. Near, near Granada. Granada, a village, uh, the name of which is Linares. Linares. And here is the guitar which you took to. At the time, the literature is very scarce, little literature for it. Until you took to the guitar, it was a folk instrument primarily, was it not? Mostly, because uh, uh, Tarriga, who was a great master, died when I was um, 15 years old. I didn't not know him. But uh, he could not give it to the guitar the popularity it deserves, because very seldom he gave concerts. He played for a gathering of friends, and each friend gave him a little money. But, this was. But why? The question is, here you are, this young boy who was obviously, you have this giftedness. Why didn't you take to the established instrument, the piano, the violin? Because, first, I was born with the vocation for music. The musician who played in the little village where I was growing, the piano, the violin, the cello, were very mediocre. And I rejected the sound of the piano and the sound of the violin and the cello because they were very mediocre and it was terrible. One friend of mine used to say that the piano was like a rectangular monster of which, you know, uh, which uh, uh, he yells when we touch his teeth. <laughs> when you touch the teeth of this monster, 
So it's accident then, the accident of fate, that in the town of Linares, where you were, the violinists, the pianists, and the cellists were mediocre. Yes. Therefore, you, okay. in a sense, taught yourself, did you not? Well, because I heard the guitar played by the people. And uh, although they play with very rough hands, the sound of the guitar, melancholy by itself, you know, attracted me more than any other instrument. And then I tried to musicalize the guitar because I heard always around me the flamenco guitar. And I didn't like, because of the sound of the flamenco, I didn't like. The flamenco is very beautiful, but the way they play in the flamenco, no. And so you saw in the delicacy, it was the delicacy of gentleness. In fact, you referred to the instrument, I remember from your writings, and you write beautifully, by the way, you referred to it as a feminine, had a graceful feminine quality. Exactly. And it is feminine influence because on account of the curves of the guitar. Yeah. So it is I, I, I thank you very much for being my translator. You need no translation because your language is universal. No, well, but I am not playing that language. <laughs> no. And that's about the guitar. But uh, the guitar comes from this guitarra, sitara, sitara. The sitar is the Indian instrument. No, no, Greek, Greek instrument. Greek instrument. There were two gods, Hermes and Apollo. Hermes invented the lira. How do you pronounce the lira? The lira. Yeah, the lyre. The, the lyre, lyre, like lyre. the harp. Hermes invented the lyre and Apollo yeah. the guitar. Okay. Then it comes from, uh, he invented Hermes, invented the lyre. And Apollo, the Caesar. And because uh, Hermes found in nature, you know, the form of the Liar by the uh, shell of the turtle. Instead of Apollo, has, you know, it is, it was in a very much advanced civilization because he has, it has the, uh, the sides and the flat bottom. Mm -hmm. Then from that comes the guitar. And still is the name, Kitara. It was in Greek, K-I-T-H-A-R-A. Kitara. Kitara. So it goes back to English. Yes. The name glued to the instrument still is the same. The lute. So there were compositions for the lute by Bach, say. That yeah. belongs to the lyre. Lyre, but never for the guitar. So even though the guitar was thousands of years old, until you came along, it was never considered seriously as a classical instrument. Yes, by the people, because of Tarrega, Sor, Tarrega, yeah. Giuliani have a work a few. for imposing the guitar as a musical instrument. Yeah. But they did not have the extension of the... But I'm thinking about your vision as a small boy in Anaris with this guitar. You sensed in it possibilities not yet 
touched. Exactly. I guessed them. I couldn't experience because nobody around me uh, played the guitar like I wanted it. Then I became my pupil and my teacher. The pupil, the pupil, uh, disturbed me very much. The the master by asking him things about the music and the instrument he doesn't didn't not know. <laughs> so you, the master, were disturbed by you, the pupil, exactly. because people asked you questions that you, the master, could not answer. Exactly. You were carrying on a dialogue with yourself. And uh, never we quarrel too much. <laughs> we continue living in good harmony. <laughs> of course. You know, <laughs> up to now. And what happens now? We are a very good friend. Oh, because still good friend. Yes. <laughs> I respected the I respected the master, <laughs> and the master loved the pupil. I'm thinking there was. I read a story about a. a guitar maker, the Stradivarius of guitar, named Ramirez. Yes. And I understand when you were very small, he heard you play, and he gave you the guitar. He didn't want any pay. He wanted you to play it. Exactly. It was very moving, because I longed for a good guitar, the guitar I, l I had at that time for my first concert in the Ateneo in Madrid, was made in Granada. By, by a good craftsman, but uh, who has no money for acquiring good woods, you know. Well, and then I asked him for um, hiding me a guitar. He was very pleased by that idea of hiding the guitar, like a piano, for my concert. And when I was playing, the uh, professor of perfectioning the violin in the Royal Conservatory uh, heard me, praised me, and then Ramirez told me, I give the guitar to you. Pay me with no money. And then I was very moved. You know, and I tell, told him, this is something that has value but no price. How old were you then? Uh, about 16, 17 years old. Now, you made your professional debut, you're about 14, were you not? And seven exactly, in, in Granada. In Granada it was. In Granada, in the uh, art center of Granada. I was thinking that was seven. Uh, there is a very amusing story, anecdote. Um, I knew a very good flutist who came to, to me that night before I played and asked me, do you know the young guitarist who is going to play? And I say, yes, intimate friend of mine. I, I was told, he continued, that he is talented. And I answered, no, you are going to see by yourself. No, 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 not talent at all. And he was very indignant because he told me, you tell yourself a very intimate friend of, 
of him. And you are saying that he has no talent? Are you jealous? And he went to his place in the hall. After the concert, he came. And he told me, you are right to be jealous of that young man, but not to the point of denying his talent. Yeah, at 14. I think on that subject of anecdotes and the guitar, since now it's being taken seriously as you're playing, but still not, I understand you, you, you had an encounter with Toscanini, who had never taken the guitar seriously before. No, yes, I remember that when in New York, we had a dinner with All in Down and Toscanini and, uh, and uh, Pizzetti. Then he wanted me to send for the guitar. I did, I played. And after that, Toscanini embraced, kissed my hand. And all in down said, oh, I am going to make a magnificent article about that. And I told him, no. Because I do not, I do not want to convert this thing in, in publicity, in propaganda. Don't tell anything. Don't but write. until Toscanini heard you play that particular evening, he never took the guitar seriously. No, as a classical of course instrument. no, of course no. He knew my name because I have played already many times in Italy, in France, in, in London, etc. But he thought that it was something that uh, was uh, not really serious. You, you know what occurs to me, Master, is that when you made your debut at the age of 14 in Granada, it was 71 years ago. Exactly. 71 years ago. Exactly. Almost the span of yes. a century. Exactly. And imagine, I still I am playing and traveling and coming here. This year is the uh, 50th anniversary of my first concert. In America. In America, yes. And you know, by all that period, I have accomplished, accomplished my purpose, the most important purpose, who is, which is to make the guitar known and beloved by all the philharmonic public in the world and here. And the result is that I feel that the, the, the public here loves the guitar and loves me, and I love them. I was thinking, you said to make the public known, you have been everywhere in the world, in Latin America, yeah. North America, Europe, of course, Asia. And you use the phrase, you felt the roundness of the earth mm -hmm. under your feet. Yes, I say that. I say that uh, uh, by traveling so much, I felt the roundness of the earth under my feet. And this guitar is universal then, the language yes. everywhere in the world. Everywhere, everywhere, and it's curious. Everywhere, all the whole are full, but a third part of the people who fill the hall is are young people. 
do you notice Everywhere, that? Yeah. Young people of both sexes, even hippies. Hippies, too. But so it's the young, you find this And they know, they know that I am going not to uh, play something for them, for their repertoire, but serious music. There's something just said, Master, and that's you will not play down to an audience. You have respect for that audience, and yes, therefore you will play what you know has a loftiness of stature. I have respect for the guitar, for the, for the place where I put the guitar. And therefore, even though you will not do anything to be popular, no, that's no, 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 no. So, yeah. Popular in another sense. Papi, I mean you. <laughs> oh, at this moment, uh, some of the laundry came in for, for Andre Segovia here, and he's kidding uh, uh, Alan Edelson, the public relations man. We're talking about uh, your respect for the guitar and the audience. This has been a, it's been a love story, you and the guitar, ever since you first Absolutely. took to me. I had three wives in my life. I had three guitars, but I have flirted with other guitars, not with other <laughs> So it's a courting. It's always been a courting process on your part. Uh, somewhere I'd read about you, Mr. Segovia, that there were three missions in your life with a guitar. You four. had four. The first, to redeem the guitar from the flamenco amusement. The second, to make uh, the guitar well-known throughout the world of music. The third, to create a, a, repertoire, a repertoire for the guitar, because uh, it was confined, the repertoire, to what the guitarists composed themselves. The best, as I said, it was short, but not yet. And then the last, the fourth, is to influence all the authorities of uh, academies, conservatories, and so forth, to open their door for teaching the guitar at the same level of dignity than the violin, cello, piano, etc. And of course, you succeeded in all four purposes. You have, quite obviously. Even now, we opened with Fernando Sor. Mm. And perhaps now we should hear something you suggest of Bach, because now we're talking about the literature for another instrument transcribed for the guitar. Oh, yes. You know, the transcription is very curious. They are against, but the, if the transcription has been made by a serious and good artist, is perfectly legitimate. Because all the composition made especially for the guitar through me by the composer are really transcription of mine because they do not know how to write for the guitar. And I had to adapt, to arrange this. Well, Castanovo Tedesco exactly. tells this all story them, about you. Yes. He said you gave him directions. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, otherwise it is impossible because the guitar is not known in any treaties of instrumentation. So as your colleague, 
Castelnuovo Tedesco, uh, you commissioned him or asked him to No, be, commission no, never. No, he never I never commissioned. No, no. They spontaneously, spontaneously in, and in a, on account of the beauty of the yes. guitar, any little pieces heard by a composer made, made him composer for the rest of his life. Yes. Do you know? Yes. How did you work Because with they him? are pleased yeah. of the quality of the sound yeah. of, uh, of their composition in the guitar. So how did you do it with him? You sent, you gave him tips, you sent him no, notes. No, I told him, I told them the uh, way to compose approximately. They do, but uh, never impossible. It never, is, never is possible to, to, to play the guitar as they composed yeah. the piece. You know. So in a way, it, it is perhaps justified to say that you were a co-composer, in a way. You, you were a collaborator. I am going to tell you my idea of yeah. that about the composer and the, uh, and the uh, instrumentalist. Jesus went to the tomb of Lazarus, who was dead, lying in the tomb. And he said, Lazarus, stand and work. From that moment, Lazarus belonged as much as Jesus than as his father, as his parents. And the artist go to the score and tells the music, stand and work. From that moment, the music belonged as much as the artist and as his composer. That's a marvelous parallel, Jesus and Lazarus and the, the performer and the work. So here is notations that could be cold. So you have to give life. You put the magic of life onto the paper. Otherwise, they all, you know, all, all the, uh, the artists, all the virtuosos, you know, uh, make the, the, the composition sound, living. Otherwise, so they, 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 they keep there in silence. Yeah. So you look for then, I suppose we call it the soul of the music, the soul of it, isn't it? The, uh, yes, yes, it is necessary. Suppose we, suppose we hear now Segovia doing Bach. This is a transcription. You yes. see, there are three, you speak of the three aspects of guitar music. The original composition years ago by Saur, and now a transcription. Yes. And we hear Segovia doing Bach. I was just thinking, resuming the conversation with Andre Segovia and hearing Bach, if Johann Sebastian Bach were alive today, he'd say, if Segovia were around, I'd have written a variation for him as I did for Goldberg the harpsichordist. This is impossible. And I never tried to make a, a transcription if the work doesn't, has no better emotion and better uh, identity in the guitar. Never. I have uh, for transcribing the Chacon, it was written, I think that it was written for maybe originally for Tiorba the instrument, mm. a kind of archilote mm. by Bach. Then those instruments 
are less uh, efficient than the guitar. And that is the reason why I try to make the transcription of the Chacon many times. And finally, I examined the transcription by Bussoni for the piano, by Brahms for one single hand in the piano also. Even by a transcription that made a great master of the violin, Hubai, uh, uh, for violin and orchestra <laughs> of the Chacona, imagine. But I assure you, the poetic uh, soul of the Chacona in no instrument is so beautiful than the guitar. And it is not because I am a guitarist and uh, I play and I made the Chacona. No, 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 it's really. Because in the violin it's impossible. The, the Chacona is larger than the violin. Is it the delicacy of the and guitar? And then the transcription by two Busoni has so many, so many dresses, so many things that uh, the, the, the poetry of the Chacona, the poetry of the Chacona is absolutely, I don't know, um, you know, étouffé in, in French, uh, you know. It's hidden. Yes. Uh, you mean it is hidden because of so many yes. gowns yes. covering it. Yes. With the guitar, Covered. No, it is the guitar is just pure. Simple, more pure, open. Pure, so yes. therefore it's more open. Exactly. Less dressed up. Exactly, no, ah. no, very little. So it is the simplicity. Well, of course, this is one of the miracles of you and an auditorium, a hall, and thousands of people. Mm -hmm. The attention. Exactly. The silence is different in the concert. It's different. The silence of the public is for the guitar than for any other instrument. Because from the, for, for, for listening to the piano, for instance, you may listen like that almost, you know, you point out the, that the, uh, that the, the Segovia is slouching right now, demonstrating. Instead of when listening to the guitar, they lean forward, you know, and in complete silence. Even now, as you and I are talking, we are influenced by this conversation. This, uh, we are whispering. Yeah. You and I right now yes, are yes. talking about the guitar. And I notice we are speaking this way. Exactly. Do you know a great friend of mine, who was a very well philosopher, once he was uh, doing a lecture, a lecture in a vast hall, and somebody from the bottom came to tell him, please uh, speak a little louder, because we are difficulty in listening to you hearing you. From that moment, he spoke lower. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody heard. So the, the whisper and the <coughs> delicacy of the guitar <coughs> sound makes the interest all the more, as yes, right sir. now I'm leaning toward you. As you say, audience leans toward you when you're sitting on the stage with this very graceful, simple, very portable instrument. Do you know, all the master thought that the guitar was impossible to be heard in a vast hall. Tarrega, Sor, everyone. And that is one of the reasons why the guitar 
did not advance, you know, in the consideration of the public. But I am playing without holes, without any amplification, electrical amplification. That is horrible. But I am playing it every two or three years in an arbor in the auditorium containing 5,000 people. I don't push the force of my pulsation the guitar farther than the normally I do, even in my room. No and it is absolutely hard. Because the guitar has a very penetrative force, you know. It's miraculous. So no electrification needed no, no, here. No, never, never, never. Because of that changed completely the poetry of the sound of the guitar. Yeah, it does. And yes. I must ask this question. When you play Bach or Saur or a contemporary of yours, it is never the same. Do you always find a new nuance when you play? N yes, the, 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 uh, all, all the nuances are, uh, has to be there in the, uh, in the um, you know, playing the concert, like uh, playing the intimacy. No, but I mean, no? you never play this, there's always, is it always, do you find always a freshness? Um, well, uh, do you mean that I don't prepare no, I meant you don't. You don't always play the piece the same way. I don't okay. ever, never. No artist. No. Every artist, yeah. you know, has to yield to the moment of the emotion and the communication between him and the public. If the communication is not good, the interpretation is a little cold. Master, Cooler. do you sense that? Can you sense that? in an audience sometimes a vibration that isn't right? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And then they are prepared, the public is prepared to know what he is going, the public is going to, to listen to, you know? And for that, they, they had a, such a, a behavior, you know, the, of a, of a, um, respect and and uh, attention, the the very hard attention. We haven't asked you. You know, it's your 50th anniversary uh, since your American debut. Your 71st since your debut as a 14-year-old gifted virtuoso. You, we forget about your giving, your generosity of spirit. You have so many disciples. Yes. Now you are giving forth of your own. Secrets. Many, and they are very good. Parkinin, Lorimer, and uh, from South America, a kind of grand disciple of mine, because he is disciple of a disciple of mine. Then it is like the grandson. And uh, many others, you know, from Europe, from Italy, from Argentina, and so forth. And they are making a very good career all of them. They should work more because, you know, at my age and with all my experience in the technical view of the guitar, I have to uh, practice about five, six hours per day. You do that now? Yes, exactly. More than ever. Let me get this now. Because, you know, uh, we have to keep the 
I have to keep the flexibility of the finger. You know, otherwise nature is very bad sometimes, and become the the finger becomes stiff if you do not exactly like the the legs. Mm. If you remain seated long time, you you lose you lose the, the you know the flexibility of the of the muscles. So even now, I know as you were doing this, you were flexing your fingers. Another another idea about why it is necessary to work. Do you know Jacob, the ladder of Jacob? Uh, Jacob's ladder. Eh? Climbing Jacob's ladder. Then the angels went up and down, step by step, although they have a wing. Ah, that's interesting. They wanted to exercise. The exactly. angels could have flown, but they wanted to exercise their feet. It is necessary. Although all the experience, it is necessary to go down and, 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 and up, step by step. I mean, it is necessary one hour of, of uh, only technique to prepare the finger for all the difficulties of the pieces. And then to polish all the difficulties that has every composition. So there is the practice, the keeping the fingers limber, and the polishing, and I suppose also the feel, the touch, the oh, touch. Yes, of course, and the quality of the sound. Quality of the sound. The quality of the sound. Because the guitar is filler, is uh, polyphonic, but also has exactly the allusions of the allusion to the um, instrument of the orchestra. For instance, the oboe. For instance, the flute. For instance, the, the brass, the, the trumpet. The, and then also, the cello, the violin. All that made me think that the guitar is like a, a, an orchestra looked at by a, the reverse side of a binocle. By the reverse side of binoculars. Yeah. Yeah. That is smaller, the orchestra, smaller to you. But it has all the dimensions, the variations of an orchestra in miniature. Exactly. Yeah. And the, the, the great uh, richness of the guitar is just the orchestration of the pieces in the guitar. And also, I suppose, you mentioned somewhere the changeability of it. It is changeable. Do you know the guitar? One of my friends, who is a great writer, and writer in English, in French, in Spanish, and now in German, Salvador de Madariaga, oh. said once, the guitar, no, the, the, uh, the Spaniard, is such a strong individuality that by himself he is a society. And he selected the guitar because the guitar by itself is an orchestra. And that's why then, because it is all these, mm -hmm. you must continuously be with it, flexing exactly. your fingers and practicing exactly. and doing it. So uh, there, 
we, we, we speaking of the literature that you have played such a role in expanding for the guitar, we opened with Fernando Sor. Yes. And then a transcription of Bach, a Chacon. And now we come to your to colleagues, your collaborators who composed for the guitar. Oh, yes. They helped me to create a magnificent repertoire for the guitar because I already have put in the guitar about 200 compositions by the contemporary composers, by Tansman, Castelnuovo, the Spanish... Italia, Villalobos. Villalobos is Brazilian, mm. but Villalobos and uh, many, many mm. others. Before we hear one, another piece, a third, the question will ask you many times, and it's a, it's a laughable, it's a ridiculous question. Andre Segovia, do you ever think of retiring ever? This is a silly question you've been asked many, many times. When I f will feel that uh, I cannot give all what I have to given to the public before, I will retire. For the time being, I can. For the time I being, I May I, may I suggest a long time being, because your vitality is there, and quite obviously in this conversation, your sense, your vision, everything is there. I suppose to be a performer, earlier you spoke of Jesus and Lazarus, and so uh, the parallel of, the, of Lazarus belonging to Jesus, and so a composition belongs to the performer too. Yes. Performer brings in more than technique. He has to oh, bring something yes, of else. course. The technique is like the dictionary. All the words are there, but you have to combine for, for them to have a, a significance. And out of the significance, the soul of the... Soul is the word. Andre Segovia, I'm very delighted indeed to have been your guest. You've been generous with your time. But please, on my behalf, ask the, the listener to forgive my English. I'm not going to ask that because there's nothing to forgive. Your English is very eloquent indeed. Now, Master, just one question. I'm going to remind the audience again, of course, you're playing at Orchestra Hall, 3 o'clock this Sunday afternoon, and it'll be a vital and very magnificent concert as always. Any, yes, sir? More, I do not want the people think that it is a propaganda, because more than by that, by saying that my concert is next Sunday on the, at three o'clock, more than attract the people, it would be better to to, to repel the people because it is already sold out. Oh, it is sold out already. Yeah, <laughs> of course, you're always sold out. By the way. Uh, anything you feel like saying we haven't said anything before we say goodbye for now and we hear what do you suggest we hear at the end whose music do you suggest we hear Tansman, De Faya um, for this uh, yeah. concert for the concert next concert I, I mean to, en to end this conversation the second part will be all romantic I am going to play two two romances without word by Mendelssohn and eight pieces, eight short pieces by Schumann. This is at your Sunday concert? Yes, yes. Yeah. Now I was thinking part. to end 
to end this conversation on the radio, what do you suggest? What record should we play? Ah, oh, I cannot. Uh, we'll choose. No, no, yes, better. Choose. We'll because, choose. You know, I have made so many concerts. I cannot yeah. remember which pieces in yeah. which. Uh, well, they're all they're all your children in a way, and you have I no think favorites. I have made 300 pieces, more yeah. than 300 pieces indeed. Andre Segovia, thank you very much indeed. Uh, Gracias. I was very pleased. Andre Segovia playing the final movement of the sonata Homage to Boccherini, written for him, by Mario Castelnuovo Tedesco. Andre Segovia, who will be appearing in concert at Orchestra Hall Sunday at 3 p.m. And we understand that there are still tickets available. They're selling stage tickets for the recital. You can check at the Orchestra Hall box office. My cradle was Linares. I was born in the house number 74 of Corredera Street. Next to it, as a preordination of my destiny, there was a guitar shop. I came into existence in Linares. In Granada, I opened my eyes to the beauty of nature and art. Many civilizations the Moorish, above all, left in Granada magnificent testimonies of their former sway. The beauty of those monuments are forever enhanced by the natural splendor of the surrounding countryside, which lifts itself in gentle hills or stretches out toward the horizon, the lazy expanse of its plains. The lofty peaks of the distant Sierra Nevada, watch over Granada and send its cold breath as though to temper its ardor. River and brook spring from its melted snows. The Arabs knew how to use this richness, for with it, they not only fertilized the soil to make it bring forth plants and flowers, but gave to Granada a murmuring soul which can be heard singing gently in the night. The rippling voice of the water sounds everywhere in Granada, but in no spot more melodiously than in the woods of the Alhambra, where it harmonizes 
with the passionate song of the nightingale. When I was a boy, I used to spend hours there, listening in ecstasy. <laughs>